Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Kristen Stoneking, the senior pastor here. And I'm Brian Adkins, associate pastor. Our mission here is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Today's scripture reading is going to be 1 Corinthians 3, 1 through 9, which is page 167 on your pew Bible. And so, brothers and sisters, I could not speak to you as spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for solid food. Even now you are still not ready, for you are still of the flesh. For as long as there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not of the flesh, and behaving according to human inclinations? For when one says, I belong to Paul, and another, I belong to Apollos, are you not merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The one who who plants and the one who waters have a common purpose, and each will receive wages according to the labor of each. For we are God's servants working together. You are God's field, God's building. Holy wisdom, holy words. Last week, Michael Martin spoke to us about Martin Luther King Jr. And he talked about him within the context of the continued struggle in this country to fulfill the dream that he articulated in 1963. He said a number of things. I mean, King said a number of things. But the thing that really stays with me is that statement that in the future, in his dream, he sees that we will be known for the content of our characters, or judged for the content of our characters, rather than the color of our skin. Although, looking out here, I can see that many of you were not born when King gave this speech. But you know his face, and you may know his words. In many ways, the world has changed since 1963, sometimes for the better, but often for the worse. Not only are we now dealing with Dr. King's deferred dream, we're also dealing with a world that some people say is looking like Nazi Germany. 
And we've done stuff to our physical environment such that we're not sure we can do anything about it. Now here at Epworth, at this beloved community, and in many communities in this country and around the world, we're trying to do our small part to make the world better. The problems of our world seem to have no solutions, but I see us holding to the belief that each of us does our own little part in our own little sphere to live peace and love, that things can change. And so, even though MLK's dream has been deferred, I think we can still learn from some things that he did and said. Now, we have many pictures of, of Dr. King. I think probably most people in this country and even around the world will recognize his face. We remember some of the words, I had a dream, I've been to the mountaintop. So we know some things about him. But we, what I think we don't know is the sense of the deep wellsprings of inner faith that propped him up and allowed him to do the things that he did. We don't have any notion of how he went deep into his soul, into his deep river, that is, to find strength from his God. We don't have a picture of his inner journey, and I think it might be helpful to think about this a little bit. This morning, uh, Sharon has already brought to our attention Howard Thurman, uh, who was a very important person, and some of you have heard of him, some of you haven't, but Howard Thurman was uh, Martin Luther King's pastor, he was his friend, he was his confidant, also, he often challenged him in his beliefs. Howard Washington Thurman was born in 1899 and died in 1981. He was African American, he was an author, philosopher, theologian, educator, and civil rights leader. But most importantly, he was a spiritual guide for Martin Luther King. It was amazing to me when I learned that in the 1930s, a small contingent of African Americans were invited to come to India. And as part of that trip, Thurman met with um, Mahatma Gandhi, whose name you know because he's the one who sort of orchestrated uh, India's independence from Great Britain. And it seems that this meeting between Howard Thurman and Mahatma Gandhi may have actually formed the basis for the civil rights movement in this country because of its effect on Martin Luther King. Uh, Howard Thurman has written many books and one of the, I think 20 books, and one of them that's so important is called Jesus and the Disinherited. And what uh, Thurman did in that book was to interpret Jesus' teachings in light of those who didn't have the least among us. Now, the important thing about this is that Martin Luther King apparently carried Thurman's book in his briefcase when he went traveling and studied it. Now, I'm wondering what it is about Thurman's teachings that could underpin uh, um, Martin Luther King's strength and courage to continue the fight. Each of us has a different focus, but we're each trying to make our world better 
in some kind of way. Let's look back a little bit at our scripture and see if there's perhaps some little hint in that of direction for us in these troubling times. Now in this scripture, we hear the Apostle Paul talking to members of the church in a place called Corinth, which was a major city in ancient Greece. And in this uh, scripture, he, they're having a lot of problems. He was responsible with others for uh, settling the church, making the church happen. He'd been there lots of times, and now they're squabbling among themselves, and Paul is trying to help them out. And he starts by essentially telling the people that they are baby Christians. <laughs> Let me read verses 1 and 2. Paul says, And so, brothers and sisters... I could not speak to you as a spiritual people, but rather as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for solid food. What a marvelous concept, baby Christians, infants in Christ. Paul then goes on to talk about the role that he has had and his, his uh, colleague Apollo. Apollos, Apollos. Now, both Paul and Apollos were very powerful teachers and preachers of Jesus' message. And, and their, their message was primarily for what we call Gentiles or non-Jews. And um, this is about the passage. These are the people that he's talking about in this passage. The implication in the passage is that although we begin our journey as baby Christians, if we continue with the plan, we mature. Now, don't get me wrong, it's wonderful to be a baby Christian. That's a place to start. But unfortunately, you can't stay there. <laughs> Going back to Dr. Howard Thurman, what I believe he emphasized and something that nourished the faith of Martin Luther King is that we each grow in our own way. We have teachers who guide us, but we must strike out and make these teachings our very own. We must establish our very own personal relationship with God. As Paul tells us in Corinthians, baby Christians follow their leaders, and this is a good thing to do. But the real work is the personal relationship with God. I think about this process as going deeper, the inner journey. Now Paul continues in this process, uh, in this passage, by talking about uh, himself and Apollos, verses through 4, 5, and 6. For when one says, well, I belong to Paul, and another says, oh, I belong to Apollos, sounds like Democrat and Republican. Eh? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants through whom you came to believe as the Lord assigned to each. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. For we are God's servants working together you are God's field, God's building. I find that encouraging. What do we hear in these words that can be relevant for us in the 21st century? 
Although his ultimate dream has been deferred, many of MLK's ideas and, and words have an influence on me. Now, and, and in fact, Martin Luther King, one, uh, one of his things he said, and I won't talk about that today, brought me from being an agnostic to being ordained clergy. So there were powerful words for me. A key statement of Howard Thurman that really kind of brings me to my knees, and it is printed on the front of your bulletin, is this. Thurman says, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive, and do it. Go do it. Because what the world needs are people who have come alive. Going back to the notion of growing to maturity in the faith from our beginning as infants in Christ, I think it is a fair assessment that being alive in Howard Thurman's terms is part of the maturity process. The essence of what this means for me is that the divine in each of us speaks to us in a different way. And if we come alive, go deeper in our faith journey, then we can make a difference in the world. Sometimes it seems to me that as baby Christians, we kind of go from Christmas to Easter, from the baby to the mature man on the cross, and sometimes fail to sort of look at what all of this means. Now, um, I think it was in 2018, Pastor uh, Kristen, used to have these words in the bulletin, a quote from Howard Thurman. And it's about, well, let me read the quote. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and the princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flocks, the work of Christmas begins. And then he goes on to tell us what this work is to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. And the last sentence really, it, 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 it brings it to fruition for me. There is something in every one of you that waits and listens for the sound of the genuine in yourself. It is the only true guide you will ever have. What these words say to me is that God, the divine, the universe, if you want to call it that, speaks to us in our own special way. And the road to going deeper, the inner journey, being alive, has a unique path for each of us. Yes, we need our teachers and preachers and our pastors, but ultimately, God does the work, and God does the work directly with and through you and me. That's what I believe. These are powerful words suggesting that within each of us is a deep river, the point at which we connect personally with our God, and we do it in innumerable ways. For some, it's through music, making it and participating in it. For others, it's nurturing our children, all of whom belong to all of us. 
For others, it's accompanying a person seeking sanctuary and asylum. For still others, it's traveling to other lands and deepening our sense of the many ways in which God has created people and places. Then there are those bagging food at the food bank or cooking a monthly meal for homeless men. Some of us connect with God through Bible study, book groups, prayer groups. And for others still, still for others, it's through accompanying a sick partner or family member or friend through chemotherapy and radiation treatment. I believe God, the divine, speaks to us through our day-to-day occurrences, and I think you've already spoken about that, yes. And we go deeper on the inner journey when we realize God working in our lives in so many different ways. Now, what is it I'm asking of you today, or suggesting that you do today? Am I suggesting that you want to, suggesting that you want to go out and study uh, Howard Thurman and go out and be an activist like Martin Luther King? Well, if your God tells you to do it, then you do it. <laughs> but what I'm trying to get across to you with our examination of today's scripture is that we're all on a spiritual walk with God. We come together in this supported, beloved community, but our touchstone is always the divine that is deep within us. That as we grow from being baby Christians and live into the full maturity of children of God, we do so by going deeper into ourselves. I've got to tell you folks, our world is a hot mess. We human beings are in deep, deep trouble. <laughs> and it's not just from external forces, it's the things that influence us um, internally. We're in really bad shape in this world. And that is bad news, that's the bad news. But then there is good news. And the good news is that we in this community are an Easter people. We are people who come to a place that's founded on this great miracle. Whether we believe it and accept it or not, that's, a, that's another discussion. <laughs> okay. But that's what this church, the Christian church, is based on. Now, I know people will often say, talk to me about something that is um, uh, almost impossible, and they say, you don't believe that can happen, do you? And I said, well, I believe in the resurrection, so anything is possible. As we go forth in our daily lives, I hope you can believe, as I do, that MLK's dream has been deferred, but it has not died. Our world is in pitiable shape, but if we keep on keeping on and doing our small part in spreading love in our community and beyond and working for the disinherited, our world can change and improve. I've got to believe that, and I believe it because those promises of God that we stand on. What we have to do is to go deeper on our spiritual journey, our inner journey, trusting those everlasting arms. Amen.
You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Brian Adkins, Associate Pastor here. We'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. If you are here in Berkeley, Epworth's worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at 1953 Hopkins Street at the corner of Napa and Hopkins. And I'm Senior Pastor Kristen Stoneking. If you connect to our podcast from further away, we would invite you to visit our website, epworthberkeley.org. We'd invite you to keep seeking to grow in faith and to stop by the next time you're in Berkeley. Yeah.